This is the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, where we talk art. Welcome to Where We Talk Art. I'm your host, Victor Gartner. In this episode, I will be talking to Janie Duke, who creates beautiful pieces of art with glass. We will begin our talk with Janie Duke right after this very brief message. This is Partnership for the Arts. Come join us as we explore the world of art. You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show. Or you can find us on our new website at pftatalkshow.org. PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Janie Duke, welcome to Where We Talk Art. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Oh, I'm so glad you're here, by the way. Yes, for <laughs> sure. You. And I was looking online and I saw your website and you have many pictures. Well done pictures, by the way. Thank you. Are you the photographer? No, I absolutely am not. I actually hire a photographer who knows how to photograph glass very well. Yes, I was, I was impressed with the photography. Yes, thank you. Yeah, he does a great job for me. And all of your creations are made from fused glass. And I must say, they are beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Would you please explain what fused glass is? Yes, everyone says, oh, do you blow glass? No, we fuse it. And they have no idea what that means. What it means is you take a piece of flat glass, mostly. You make a design with other pieces of glass. You, and they're still flat. You lay them in a kiln. And the kiln goes up to about 1,450 degrees, mm -hmm. and it actually fuses the glass, like glues it into it, and it spreads to make one piece of glass. Then from there, you decide if you're going to turn it into a bowl or a plate or just an organic design, and you put it back in the kiln, and that's what we call slumping. So now you have slumped it or draped it into whatever shape you desire. I didn't know it was a two-part process. Sometimes it's two, three, and four processes, yes. Oh, yes. well, that is a total surprise. I thought it went into the kiln once, and I'm wondering, how in the world can this be shaped? And whatever. Well, I'll get to those questions a little bit later. <laughs> okay. But I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Now, you have a website where people can see these, these objects, like just as I was talking about yes. them. And how can people find you online? Online, they can go to glassduchess.com, and I will tell you there is no T in Duchess. Uh, it's glass, G-L-A-S-S, Duchess, D-U-C-H-E-S-S.com. Well, it's interesting that you chose Glass Duchess when your name is Janie Duke. Duke <laughs> and just and Duchess, so there's got to be a story behind this. There is. When my husband and I uh, first got married, they will, I call him Duke. Everyone else calls him Duke. And so then they started calling me Duchess. There you go. So that it was makes the Duke sense. and Duchess. And he actually said, well, why don't you just name it the Duchess Studio? And then I said, well, I need the word glass. And he says, the glass Duchess Studio. So that's how it came to be. I think that's very good marketing. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And how did you get involved with Fused, fused Glass? Actually, that is a story. I used to be an avid tennis player, and I injured my hand, and I had to have a surgery on it, and I was kind of depressed, and my husband said, well, let's take you on vacation. 
went out to uh, Oregon and Washington State, and a friend of mine, she was doing fused glass out there. Actually, Bullseye, who I get my glass from, is mm -hmm. a huge distributor of glass. She lives very close to them. So I saw a bowl on her table, and I said, oh, that's a beautiful bowl. Where did you get it? I love glass. So she says, oh, I made it. So I said, Jerry, how did you make that? So she says, oh, in my basement, which we don't have in Florida. So she says, come on now. <laughs> So she taught me how to do just a little bit, and I made a platter, and I brought it home in my suitcase, and everyone said, oh, my, that's beautiful. How did you do that? Right. Well, there weren't at the time any places here in Florida that even taught how to do glass. So I went to Bullseye and learned everything I could. I've made several trips out there for different techniques that now today I use, and, and so they're some of my best work. But I just started learning, teaching myself a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so happy with where I am 10 years later. Excellent. Yeah. Still don't play tennis, but now I'm too busy doing glass. Too busy <laughs> doing glass. And, and you're very successful at it. So I, yes, I can imagine you. that your items don't stick around too long. No, actually, I'm wiped out right now. Um, I had had a little bit of an injury. I know I'm, I'm a klutz. And I sprained both ankles. So I couldn't get into my studio, and the places that do carry my glass for people to walk in and buy called me and said, I need more glass. I need more glass. I said, well, I can't come to the studio. Come by. Here's the key. Pick out whatever you want to put mm -hmm. in your shop. Well, when I got back uh, about two weeks ago, it's emptied. I mean, they oh have my. sold and sold and sold, and she says, get back in the studio. I need more stuff. I said, oh, gosh. So now, yeah, it's pretty empty right now, but the gallery... On the website is basically everything there is a sold piece. That's why there's no prices on it. It's basically to see what I've done, but almost everything on that website now is sold. Wow. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, you have pieces here at the Visual Arts Center gift yes. shop. Yes. Are those items still for sale or Yes, no? those are still for sale. Um, they are in the gift shop on display. I, I use some of those just for display. They are for sale, but as display, I do teach here at the VAC. I right. teach fused glass, beginners, and advanced. So I bring them out into the gift shop to show them once in a while. Oh, look at this, and this is how this is made, and then it clicks. They're like, oh, I've never seen anything like it in my life, and then they learn how to make it themselves. and like, wow. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's just fun to, uh, to watch a beginner have no idea and then to see what they can come up with during class. It's, it's, right. it's incredible. Right. Well, as you were talking, you were saying that your friend said, come down to the basement, let me show you. She yes. had a kiln in her basement. Yes, she is a potter. Um, she used to be oh, here, okay. and she had a kiln that was a potter's kiln, and that she then switched to a glass kiln and has been making glass out in Washington State for a long time. Hmm. Well, I would imagine that you need a lot of power if, if it's an electric kiln. Most of these, well, you can get the smaller ones if you're a beginner. Um, they will run on 110. They will. The kilns I use run on 240. So you do have to have, but the amount of money to run a kiln, people think, oh, I could never buy one. My husband would kill me the electric bill. Basically, one firing, uh, my kiln actually has... It tells you how long it fired and how much right. it cost you by the wattage and the hmm. voltage. And it's about $3 every time I fire the kiln. So it's really not that expensive to run a, kiln, a good kiln. All right. The, the kiln that we have here for mm -hmm. glass, for fusing glass, it's not 
the same kiln that the potters are using, or, or is it a separate one? No, glass kilns are completely different. They do not fire as hot. Uh, some of your pottery kilns will go up to 2,000, 2,200 degrees. The maximum on a glass kiln is 1,700. However, if you had a pottery kiln and wanted to switch to glass, you can convert the cone 1 through 8 through 9 to the temperatures and actually fire glass in a pottery kiln, but you couldn't reverse it because our glass kilns do not go hot enough for pottery. Oh, all right. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> I was thinking about the different types of glass work, fused glass that I saw mm -hmm. online. And so we decided to bring some in from the gift shop so that, so that um, we could talk about them. Okay. And I have one right next to me at my left. Yes. And I'm used to seeing fused glass being um, all the same thickness. Correct, and one flat surface. One flat right. surface. <laughs> but this one seems to be built on top of a layer, on top of another layer. It looks like more than one layer is here. There's probably one, two, there's about six different layers of glass on there. Does that mean you had to put it in the kiln six times? No, actually I didn't. I put it in there, well each of those pieces on that piece of glass were individually made. So all the different techniques, there's probably, I fired six different things in that, in that kiln and then put them all together all at one time. It's, it's a beautiful piece. Thank I you. mean, it has colors that uh, show us, that to me, symbolize water. Yes. And this could be an underwater scene. Yes. Oh, good. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> you're, and, you're good at interpreting my art. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the title of this piece? I think it's Underwater Fantasy. Underwater Fantasy. And, and the dimensions on this? That's a good question. I think it's a 17 by 11. 17 by 11. I'm guessing it might be 24 inches by 17. I've never measured it to tell you the truth. So on the bottom, we have like a, a, a deeper blue, and it's cut as though um, there's, there's water current down here. Yes. And we have uh, a greenish blue. We have uh, something that's closer to a turquoise blue. We have some purple. And, and then there's this glass that looks like it's uh, crystallized. Yes. It looks very delicate. I'm afraid to touch it. It looks like if I touch it, it's just going to shatter in a hundred pieces. Uh, no, you can touch it. It's, you know, as long as you don't push on it too hard. It would break if you push on it, but you can touch it. All right. So how did you make that effect? This is made, this entire piece is made of frit. And frit is not, it's sheet glass that has been, I guess you want to call it crushed, hmm. into different, we have um, a powder that's used. We use a fine frit. There's a medium frit and a coarse frit. So depending on the texture that you're looking at, they were made with different frits. Everything there was made from frit. Everything here? And the whole thing, yes. Except for the base piece of glass that it's on, yes. Wow. I would have never guessed that <laughs> yeah. this was all frit. Yeah. So when you're making this, you're a frittering. Yes, I'm frittering. <laughs> That's a I'm very bad joke. In the God, I'm sorry, audience. That was a bad, bad joke. I'm fritting in the studio. Now, this piece right here, uh -huh. it the way it has random holes through it, yes. it, 
it reminds me a bit of um, like maybe a thin piece of glass that's in the process of melting under sun on a sunny day, you know, <laughs> okay. up, up north. You know, <laughs> if you had a thin piece of glass that you uh, took off maybe your windshield and and then it, it had been starting to melt. Or a piece of ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> or a piece of ice cream. But these holes, how did, how did you get the holes in there? That's all naturally done in the kiln. The kiln does the work. I just lay the frit down and I let the kiln... You're always surprised. That's why I love opening my kiln when, when it's time to open it. I can't wait to see what's in it. Because what you think in your head sometimes, especially doing the frit work, um, it either does what you expected or it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. And I still incorporate it into what I'm doing. Hmm. Yes. Well, I, I understand this not knowing what's going to happen in, in the kiln because I've made some jewelry for my wife with dichroic glass. Yes. And, of course, that has to go in the kiln. I love working with dichroic and, and I love how it comes out. Sometimes it's not pretty. <laughs> not what I wanted. Right. And, but most of the time it's, oh, yes, that's exactly what I was hoping would happen. Well, that's good. Uh, sometimes yes. I just open and go, oh, yes. You know, it's just, it's, it's that thrill of the kiln. Yep. I, I love what I do. Well, I'm going to bring over another piece of glass sure. and walk over there. Uh, I would call this piece a bowl. Yes. And it looks very functional. Uh, somewhat functional, yes. But do you, would you encourage somebody to use something like this as, as a bowl, or would you rather have them just use it as uh, an art piece That on is more of an art piece. That is a Pat Devere piece. That is made with the finest of frit. The entire bowl is made of frit. There's no sheet glass in that at all. Um, that is a process that takes about five days to make one bowl. Five days to make one bowl. Yeah, you have to uh, come up with whatever you're going to make, and that was the bowl I wanted to make. And then you make a casting for the bowl. You make the frit, and you add binders to it. And then Pat Devere is actually paste of glass in French. Oh. So that's actually what you're doing. You're taking very small globs of it, and you are actually patting it up against the mold. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's falling down the side, and you have to keep watering it until the entire mold has filled with the glass where you want it. Then you put it in the kiln for two days, and then you can't touch it for two more days because it's got to absolutely cool and release a little from the mold. And then you unmold it, and you don't really see what you have until you unmold it. You can kind of see it until the mold comes off, and then that's Pat Devere. Pat Devere, and the mm -hmm. edges are yeah. so awesome. That's what I'm known for, actually. <laughs> I mean, they, they look so, so fragile. There's no way in the world I'm going to touch this, even if you say, oh, it's okay, you can touch it. No, no. you can touch it. I mean, if I had some people that have come up, and I actually... They wanted to see how hard it went, and they actually break a little piece off. But um, it doesn't change the design. You can see it doesn't change the design. It's gorgeous. But that's what I'm known for is my Pat Devere work. Now, when you say you have to build a mold for this. Yes. Uh, I make a wax I, mold. A wax mold. I start with wax, and I can either carve the wax into whatever I want, or I can dip the wax over something with cellophane so I have a, a base to it. Then you pour the mold mixture on top of the wax, and that's a whole day. You make the wax one day, you mold it the second day, the third day you actually put the glass in the mold once the mold is ready. 
then uh, you put it in the kiln for two days, and then so it's a, about a week per bowl. Hmm. It's a lot of work, but I love it. It's gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. And for folks who live in the Punta Gorda area in Florida, (laughs) I want you to know that this is available in the gift shop, and the pieces are flying off the shelf. Yes, they are. (laughs) If you're interested, you better drive over here a little bit faster than the speed limit, or you might miss it. (laughs) All right, and it is time for us to take a brief break. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Skip Deirdre. I'm a muralist, graphic designer, photographer, and I listen to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. Welcome back. Well, we were just talking to Janie Duke before the break, and we were talking about how she creates these awesome pieces of fused glass. And I have another one in my hand that, to me, reminds me of something that might be found at the ocean floor. It just looks like some kind of a a sea plant, underwater plant. It has that green that you would expect from uh, something that has is is leaf has leaf color and then inside of it there's a different color glass which is more of a gray blue and there are these nice holes going through through the glass and it just looks gorgeous. Thank you. So, could you tell us, maybe describe this a little bit better than I did so that people <laughs> might have an image of what in the world I'm talking about? Okay. That's a vase. It's called Peking Lilac. Uh, what it is, is it's two big discs that have intentional holes in them that I make in them. It's all made of frit, so I can make holes wherever I want in my frit. Right. And then I marriage them together where I just wanted uh, a little bit of the lilac to come above, but most of it's hidden inside of the big green one. Yes, it is. And then I draped it, which means I put it over stainless steel, and instead of slumping it into uh, a shape, it actually drapes over and absolutely organically melts over the stainless steel, so the ripples throughout the piece is absolutely organic. I was wondering how in the world (laughs) a person could make this shape without having a glass furnace (laughs) and have to take out glass that was just soft enough to to shape and and handle it. And I don't know how you would handle it without burning yourself up (laughs) and and put it together. But obviously I was wrong, wrong, (laughs) wrong, wrong. So this is once again in the kiln and it just drapes itself. And so you have no idea exactly what it's going to look like when it comes out because it's just going to fold on its own. Each drape is different. You kind of know where... But it's always organic, and it's always, you could ask me to make you five of the exact same thing, and I can get pretty close, but they will all organically slump depending on how heavy the fridge seems to be in one area. If it's a little heavier, it'll droop faster. So, yeah, they're always organic, and that's my favorite thing to get out of the kiln. (laughs) That is a gorgeous piece. Thank you. Thank you so much. Why, you must have such lovely things in your home. (laughs) Actually, no, I don't. I have maybe two pieces of my own art at the house. Uh, You sell everything. (laughs) Well, yeah, kind of. All right. Well, let me see here. One one 
thing I wanted to talk about was you, you teach here at the Visual Arts Center. So, yes. um, as far as I know, you teach only fused glass. Yes. And can different levels be in the same class? No, not really. The open studio, you could be a medium advanced or a very advanced, that could be in the same class, but a beginner, absolutely not. Uh, we do test tiles so that when you fire glass, there are things called striker glass. And it might look clear, but then it's going to be a bright yellow once it's done. So I make the students their very first day they do test tiles so that they aren't surprised if they use a piece of glass and didn't want yellow and all of a sudden it oh no, it ruined their piece because it's yellow or it's orange or it's marigold. Lots of pieces in glass change after firing. So right. I want the students to understand what glass looks like after it's fired. So the beginners don't even know how to cut glass. So I teach them how to score the glass, how to cut the glass, and after their first break when they score that and, and use the breaking pliers to make their first... They're so thrilled to death. I absolutely love teaching beginners because <laughs> I get thrilled to see their faces when they're so nervous to cut that first piece of glass and then it does exactly what they wanted it to do. And they're right. like, oh my, it did it. So that's always my favorite thing is the beginners. But beginners need to learn a lot of basics. And if you're an advanced glass artist, you would be bored to death in that class. Right. And a beginner could never just walk into an advanced. It's over their head. But right. you can marry the two. Once you've taken beginners, I, I teach in the advanced a lot of different techniques. Um, I don't necessarily have a lot of time so you can just make things. There are classes out there that you can just come in, you make something, you leave, and you pick it up days later, and the teacher has put it together, they've put it in the kiln, then they've slumped it, they've done whatever you've asked to do to right. it. Um, I don't teach that way because when you leave my class, even as a beginner, you could start your own studio. That's wow. how many techniques you will learn from me that you can actually say, oh, I'm going to buy my own kiln and start doing this in my garage. How many classes are there in, a, let's call it a semester, let's say? There are six classes per semester mm -hmm. for, and, for the beginner. And uh, tell us the skills that, that these people are going to to learn. When they come in, they know nothing. No, they know nothing. The first day, um, they get to cut glass, and that's when they make their test tiles. So they're going to cut up the different colors, and they're going to put it on these bigger pieces of glass, and then we'll fire those. Um, they also learn about what fuse means, what slump means, what tack means, what drape means, because these are all terms you're going to use. Right. Uh, they learn the coefficiency of glass. There's I have no idea what that is. I know, I know. Coefficiency is um, the heat, the rate of which a, a piece of glass expands and contracts. Oh. And if you put something that is 96, which is sold a lot out there, and you put something that's 90 in the same piece of work, it will crack because the expansion isn't the same. And so one will cool faster than the other, which will make the other one crack. So this is what is meant when people talk about compatibility of different glasses. Yes, yes, that's oh, the compatibility. Thank you. All right. That, <laughs> See, that, you learned something already. That makes sense to me now. <laughs> right. And do you think the average person that, that goes through this class is uh, going to buy their own kiln and start doing this at home? Or do you think, yeah? I've had three students so far from the, from the VAC. 
buy their own kilns and they're doing their own thing at their own houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they call me once in a while and say, I need help with a technique. And I'll help them because they're one of my students. I'll, they'll always be one of my students. So I, if they call or come by the studio, like, teach me how to do this real quick. I'm like, okay. I have seen videos on YouTube mm-hmm. where people are actually doing some fusing, small pieces, right. in their microwave. Yes, microwave fusing, yes. A lot of jewelry gets made that way. I would never use my microwave that I eat out of, but, you know, a microwave's cheaper than a kiln. Yeah, <laughs> but that that's super fast heating and super fast cooling. Right, the pieces We're, are slow enough that you can do that on a fast rate. Oh, you have to... Tell me what that sentence means. Okay. Um, for instance, the pieces that you're looking at in this room that we borrowed from the gift shop um, have sat, once they've melted to the correct temperature that I needed them to, they will sit in the kiln anywhere from one to six hours afterwards at a certain temperature to make sure that all of the glass, has, the molecules have completely bonded back together and it needs to stay at that temperature for hours before you cool it off. Right. When you make little tiny small pieces, it doesn't need to because that whole piece of glass is going to cool at the same rate as the whole piece. Okay. That whole thing isn't gonna cool at the same rate. The piece, of, they just don't cool at the same rate. So you have to let them sit, basically. We call it the soak time. All right, so this is, you have to know a lot of stuff, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you do. You just can't I'm still, say... I, every day you learn, every day. Yep, you're still learning. But always, always. You can never stop learning. Do you experiment? <laughs> All the time. Hmm. All the time. What have you got up your sleeve now? Well, um, actually, I am trying, and I'm not sure how it's going to work. I'm trying to do a very large commission piece. It's for my own home, so my husband commissioned it, so it's okay, but it doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I'm doing wall art, and this piece is going to be about 8 feet by 6 feet. Wow. Yeah, and it's waves. It's all waves that are going to go on the wall that has um, under lighting. The lighting comes from underneath. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm about a third of the way done with that project so far. Wow. Yeah. So th- there's no way you can fuse all of these pieces together so it's a solid. I think. No, no, no. They won't be a solid piece. It's going to be, um, uh, let's see. One, two, three, it'll probably be 12 panels. Hmm. And then each of those individual panels will will be hooked to the wall individually. Okay. And then you hook the next one to the wall and the next one to the wall until they're all there. That makes sense. That'll be on my website, though. Once it's done, I will take a picture just to have it there in the gallery. All right. Well, if someone wants to sign up for this class, how do they do that? They can simply go on the visual arts website um, which is uh, visualartscenter.org. No, dot org. I it's dot org? Yeah. Okay. I think it's dot org. Visualartscenter.org. And go to classes, and it will have a list of all the different classes. I mean, they have so many classes. This is one of the nicest visual arts centers I've ever worked for or in. But It's I a just, beautiful place. It is. And the classes, the teachers, everybody here, it's just such a friendly good community place to come to. I agree. Yeah. So anyway, you just come and uh, you sign up. If if you had beginner's classes somewhere else, you can go right into the advanced. Or if you've never done glass, then I suggest you take the beginner's class. Is there an intermediate class? Yes, I do teach an intermediate class. Well, it's called advanced. 
Oh, that is advanced. It, that's okay. advanced. It's called, it, I actually think it's called intermediate advanced. Okay. So there's two different classes I teach here. Right. Now, when the person takes the class, mm -hmm. do they have to bring their own tools and do they have to buy their own glass? They buy their own glass, but they do not have to bring their own tools. That is supplied here for the beginner's class. Once you have started doing glass more often, you'll buy your own tools. You'll want your own tools. Um, so you can use them in class where you can buy your own. It's entirely up to you. But they do pay for their own glass, and everything else is, is there for them. The molds are there, the kiln wash, everything that they're going to use in class is supplied except the glass. All right. How do they get their glass? Well, the VAC has a wonderful store here that sells the glass, and to tell you the truth, they are more reasonably priced than I can buy it wholesale. <laughs> so I buy all of my yeah, I'm buying all my glass through the vac as well. That takes me by surprise, yep. I have to say. Yeah. All right. It's true. Well, I know that you have your own studio. Yes, I do. So would you like to tell us about your studio? I'd love to tell you about my studio. It's in Port Charlotte, uh, not too far from the vac. And right now I have, let's see, one, two, three, I have six kilns in there wow. of different sizes. I use them for different things. If I have a long one, I have a cask, we call it a casket kiln. I have deep kilns that are my scuts. I have firebox kilns. I have little kilns to do smaller. If I just have to make little tiny things, I don't want to fire up one of the big kilns. I'll use right. a 110. Um, I have plenty of space, and I actually rent out space to artists that don't have their own kiln or want to get out of their house to do it. So um, it's it's pretty big. It's about uh, almost 2,000 square feet. It's air-conditioned. <laughs> That's a big deal. That's air very conditioned. nice, yeah. yes, especially when you've got a kiln in there. Yep. Yeah, and um, anyone can use my equipment. Um, I just got a brand-new lathe, so I can actually make deep cuts into glass. I can design it and actually make deep cuts into my glass. I haven't even used it just yet. Just hold on for a second. Yes. <laughs> I've operated lathes to, to turn wood, and I've operated lathes to uh, cut steel, but you can use a lathe to cut glass. If you use a diamond, the diamond uh, wheels, yeah. Yeah, you might have to come teach me how to use my lathe, but yeah, absolutely, it's, it's to cut glass with. Hmm. Yeah. Now, if I put different wheels on it, I'm sure I could cut anything else, but these wheels that are on it are specifically uh, diamond. They're very expensive because they are diamond blades to cut through the glass. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to invite you over to play with my lathe because I don't know how to use it yet. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> like I, I said, see your studio, too. I'm always learning. Yes, that is excellent. Yeah. We have tile cutters and grinders and... There's sanding equipment. It's it's a pretty cool studio. And do you have uh, beginners there also, and as well as advanced people, or are these all these people coming who are advanced? No, there are no beginners there. These are people who have been doing glass for a little while, or got out of the beginners class and they've taken an advanced class, and now they want to keep going. Yes. But they don't have room in their house to do this, mm -hmm. um, so they come to my studio. Oh, sure. So yeah. it, it's kind of like. Um, a while ago, several years ago, people were, were setting up a business where 
they had all of the equipment you needed to work on your cars, including the tools and the electronics. Yes. You could do your own diagnostics and that yes. kind of thing. And people came. They had the skills. They didn't need anybody to tell them how to work on their car. They already they knew. They just needed a place to work on their car. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Yes. That's excellent. Yeah, that's it's a great fun. Idea. And it's nice to have a little camaraderie in there and you know we sit there and we have coffee or sodas or we order a pizza together in the in the afternoons it's kind of nice wow that was so nice to talk to with you about all of these different things oh and thanks victor it's been a pleasure talking to you today jamie duke it was a pleasure to talk with you also i learned quite a bit <laughs> about fused glass thank you for being on the show and I wish you continued success with your art and with your studio and I thank listeners for taking the time today to join us and I hope you enjoyed the show until next time be well thanks for listening to the partnership for the arts talk show 